I want to thank you for joining me today as we look at the sermon from Sunday. It's an interesting sermon because it had to do with the consequences of David when it came to the sin in his life. And even though God forgave David, he still had to face the consequences. And you know, and that's some of the deceitfulness of sin because sin has this ability to captivate us to do wrong pleasures, but then it tries to convince us that there's no consequences to the actions that we've taken. That's just not true. And, and David faced some pretty significant consequences to the sin that he had committed. I mean, the, first of all, we find out right away that the child that Bathsheba gave birth to was going to die. In fact, God told David that. God said through Nathan, the Lord has taken away your sin. You are not going to die. You're not going to die, David. I mean, this was a capital offense. David could have died and been put to death for what he had done. But God said, but because by doing this, you have shown utter contempt for the word of the Lord, your child will die. And that's exactly what happened. The other consequence was there was going to be continual division in his family. Here's how God put it. The sword shall not depart from your house because you have despised me and you have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. And on Sunday, we talked about a number of things that happened after this event happened in David's life. I mean, Absalom... Uh, got angry at his half-brother Abdon for ra raping his sister. And I mean, he never forgave. David didn't do anything about it, for one thing. And Absalom never forgave Abdon for doing that, but rather looked for a chance to revenge his, his sister. And he did. He found that opportunity and he took his life. That caused Absalom to run and hide away from Jerusalem for three years before he finally came back. But then he didn't come back to try to make things right with his dad, but he came back to try to take advantage of his dad and try to win the favor of the people in Jerusalem so that he could take the throne from David. And that led to that coup that happened between him and Ahithophel who aided uh, Absalom in doing that. But the final result is that, you know, the coup was put down and Absalom was killed. And it led to this heartbreak on David that, again, this, as I said, the sword shall not depart from your house. And David felt the pain of that event in his life right there. And so all these tragedies unfolded because of the sin that David had committed. There's one more consequence that I wanted to talk about. I didn't talk about it on Sunday, as I said, but I do want to talk about it today. And it's found in verse 7. When God says through Nathan to David, he said this, I anointed you king over Israel. I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives in your keeping. I gave you the house of Israel and Judah, all these wonderful things. And then he says, and if that had been too little, I would moreover have given you such and such things. In other words, what God is saying to David is this, David, I would have done more for you, but now it's not going to happen. I mean, that's kind of a hard thing to hear, isn't it? I could have done, and I would have done more through you. I would have done more for you, but it's just not going to take place any longer. And you know what? I'm going to tell you that this is a sad result of sin in our lives. Sin always leads to setbacks. It always leads to pullbacks. It always leads to fallbacks. It never lets us accomplish all that God would have us accomplish in this life. And so sin keeps us from achieving what God would want us to achieve. That's the bad thing about sin. That's the negative side of sinning. And you know, and it's, you don't only see it in David's life, but you can go through a number of characters in the Old Testament, maybe the New Testament as well. But you see how their floundering with sin uh, kept them from achieving all that God would have done through their lives. I mean, one of the classic examples to me is Samson. I mean, you think about Samson. Here was this, 
this judge that God had selected who was given great strength, greater strength than any man ever had. And yet he only judged for 20 years because of the sin in his life. He, I mean, he had every uh, chance to become the greatest judge that was ever alive in Israel's history. But he only judged for 20 years. And, and, and of those 20 years, I mean, a number of those years, where was he? He was imprisoned in the Philistine city. He had been blinded by his eyes being gouged out. He was changed, and he was given the task of grinding at the grind wheel like an oxen. I mean, all of that happened, and he missed out on what God could have done for him if he hadn't given into the sin of Delilah that day. See, and we see something similar to that with David, don't we? Because David had such potential to be greater in a number of different ways. But from that time on, you kind of look at David's life and here's what you see. The fire has gone out. The inspiration has faded. I mean, you don't see the energy and the vitality that David had when he was younger. I mean, God forgave him. And when we get to heaven, we're going to meet David up in heaven. But it appears that what he could have accomplished, now he'll never accomplish. And that's why I say this is the terrible side of sin. Because what it does is it cuts short what God can do in a person's life. And so David's ministry was amazing at the front end, but by the back end of his life, it had kind of faded away. And that's why God said, I would moreover have given you such and such a thing, but he never did. He never did. See, all whatever those such and such a things are, we'll never find out because they never took place because David prevented them. The setback of his sin prevented those such and such things from happening. And so I, I, we got to be reminded, and this is a good reminder for us, that sin is never something that we take lightly. Sin is never something that we play around with. There's danger in sin. We know that, but we've got to really see it for what it is. And we've got to fight against it and stand against it and resist it and flee from it if necessary. And it's not because God won't forgive us. He will. Forgiveness is always possible. It's that it keeps us from doing the greater things that God would be able to do. I think of George Bernard Shaw. He wasn't, you know, a great Christian person at all, but at the end of his life, he was asked this question, if you could live your life over and you could be anybody that you would want to be in the world, who would that be? And he paused for a moment and he reflected on that, that idea and he said, I would be the man that George Bernard Shaw could have been, but never was. I'm thinking maybe David felt that way. I don't know what he felt like at the end of his life, but I know there's a lot of people who regret many things in their lives when it comes to the end of their lives. See, and, and there's no joy, there's no joy at the end of our lives to say something like, I could have, I might have, I had the possibility to, I had the potential of, God could have done more things through me, but he never did. There's no joy in that. The joy is when we've accomplished what God wants us to accomplish. And the you know, such and such things that we never find out that David did accomplish are the such and such things that you and I are able to accomplish because we keep true to obeying God's word. I mean, that's something for us to take care about. And so let's guard against what the Bible calls the wiles of the devil. And let's be careful that we don't fall into the trap that Satan has set before us. I hope that's been helpful today. Think about it. Reflect on it some more if need be, but have a great day and we'll see you this upcoming Sunday. God bless.